Hi, this is Jen Schwartz. Welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit, Effective Thinking for Potent Exercise. Welcome to another lab of us. This episode is dedicated to the biggest fallacy in fitness. It has to do with your mindset and it has to do with how you see exercise and practice it. The, the thing that I, I want you to keep in mind as you listen is that there is no best way to be concerned with your obstacles, potential, your goals, and your tools, like what you use to exercise and how you see exercise. There's no best way. There is your way. And I'm here to show you how to be a student of science and not a follower of gurus and consumer fitness products. Having a professional mindset when it comes to the problem solving of your fitness is so much more important than, um, you know, how many calories you're burning and how many steps you're getting and how many whatever, uh, how many pounds you're putting up on a bench press. It is how you apply the information. Um, these conversations are personal. They're full of curiosity and they're full of mistakes and they're also full of information and anecdotes and validation from people who have been there and done that and work with people who can now say they've been there and done that. So please enjoy. I can't wait to hear from you and maybe even your own stories on what you've overcome in moving from a exercise only mindset to training to improve yourself and your life. So today's episode is, what is the biggest fallacy in fitness? And just jump on because it's a conversation, not between you and I and my rosé, but I have Rachel Garman here. Whoop, whoop. Yep, yay. And she was on a one of the early... We're still early in the podcast, <laughs> like episode six, five or six, and it smashed the charts. The charts. Yes. Yes. So sorry, charts, for smashing you last time she was here. So y'all get ready. We'll smash them again. <laughs> uh, we're here to tell you and explain to you this uh, concept that the biggest fallacy in fitness is that training and exercise are not the same thing. And you all should care because the training mindset is important and it's important to understand the, the process of what training is. And it's really the only way forward for long-term fitness. That's how I see it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So we have professional exercisers and then we have you know, an athlete People training training. mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got the, what did you say the other day? Um, it was, you've got like, your people that just 
exercise. So there you're you go to the gym, you find something to do or you were told like leg day, arm day, I don't know, day. Um, and you do these things. Um, and then you have people that are in a training mindset, which is that idea of your goal driven, whether it's a specific running faster goal, whether it's training for a meet goal, but you're very you're focused each day is methodically planned out um, so that you have everything's building towards this goal. Um, and mm-hmm. you're also goals, meaning both linear and going forward vertical is that vertical yeah it, well it's, it's a it's a uh it's the destination it's the journey, journey. not the just yes. destination whereas you know often exercises are like casual exercises are like i want i'm gonna do this thing okay and learn that so let's uh what is your definition of a professional uh exerciser what is your definition? Like a person, yeah, yeah. The, the like just someone exercising. Yeah, you're you're getting the body moving, whether how many ever many days a week or whatever you feel like. But there's not a reason for doing it. Mm. You're not, you know, there's not a focus of I, you know, want to get in better shape. I want to move better. I want better bone density. Like, there's not a goal. There's just I'm going to the gym because that was a thing someone said to do a while ago, mm-hmm. and I'm doing these movements and exercises. I don't okay. really know why. They're definitely on the elliptical, right? They're probably on the elliptical. And they're probably not using the hands. They're probably just shoving their knees into the pedals. Yes. Flump, flump, flump. Yeah, that's how I see it. Heels up with the calves. Okay, just what the calves. else are they doing? Uh, and not to like poo-hoo any of these equipments yes. or modalities, but it's really about the focus and the mindset. I mean, I'll use an elliptical every now and again, but there's a purpose yeah. for why. Those side back arc ones are great. Love them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also the person that you kind of go to the dumbbell section. You're like, I mean, I guess I'll do some curls. Mm-hmm. Someone once did an overhead thing. Mm-hmm. seems like a thing I'll do. Um, and you kind of just, usually they're not really doing set reps or like they might have learned like someone one time told me to do three by 12 it's like whack-a-mole yes like you know you're supposed to whack the mole uh-huh. but like the whack-a-mole then becomes the gym and you're like i'm gonna go over here eh. yep i'm gonna go over there eh. got it yeah i'm gonna finish with core yeah yeah and then they do like um a napoleon dynamite kind of kick yes and then it's over yep yeah that's and you might it. come in another day and do something or they make different. love to the foam roller afterwards yes yeah that's a thing Usually um. you start with a foam roller. Those <laughs> professional exercisers will often start with a foam roller. Uh, they learn somewhere that that's what to do. That yeah. is actually one of the most requested topics. What? Is foam, foam rolling. rolling. Oh, everybody God. wants to hear what I have to say about foam rolling. Uh. I also think that might mean everybody wants to hear me get lit about something. Because <laughs> I'm good at hating. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> like foam rollers have a purpose but everyone's using them wrong. Yeah. I've Mo- been holding 90%. back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till I have like a really... A bigger audience of like and a bigger bottle of wine <laughs> no that's not no i've got my limit on the wine um uh no i'm just good at hating that's good yeah but yeah so i mean exercises they're they're, they're moving they're doing the recommended mm-hmm. 30 minute like 60 minutes a day movement yeah so yeah. what is training uh, okay yeah can we i can we pause i want I, i'm curious i mm-hmm. want to know what are the numbers that you were hitting at your last competition? My last competition? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the last competition, uh, the oh, the one that didn't go as well as I wanted it to. That one? That was my favorite one. Well, talk yeah, about it. You know, great. talk about yeah. your goals. and yeah. yeah. So my goals are getting to a higher level meet. So the last meet I did, um, I hit uh, a 60 kilo snatch, which is like. 133 pounds for those that don't work in kilos mm-hmm. um and clean and jerked 80 kilos uh which is about 
178 somewhere in there pounds it's hard cool. to convert yeah yeah so it was a lot of it was a lot of fun and like my training goals are longer term um so while i'll like make the comment of like it didn't go the way i trained for it to go but also that's just part of doing meets and training for a meet is training you train for the whole thing you don't train for the day mm. in a way like there's different training you're not cramming yeah, you don't cram for the day. Mm-hmm. You don't, and like you can train all you want, and then on that day, because the meets happen in a very specific way and specific timing, it's like you have to train hard for it. But the day is the day, and you'll see what happens on that day, mm. type of thing. Because uh, there's a lot of mental training with it. Um, so my goal has always been a longer. Like I've always known I'm on a longer training cycle. Like as much as I have my mini cycles, I'm on like a two year plus cycle to get to wow. my goal. Yeah. yeah. So what was what was the date of your last meet? Uh, it was July 26th. And then the one before that? Uh, the one before that was February 14th. Okay. That's so a lot gap. of time. Yeah. Is that a lot of time or is that normal time? Um, It goes back and forth. Like you could sit there and do a meet every two months if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often just because of where they are and I just like going through cycles. Oh, you have a job. And you have, I have a job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which plays a role a lot in training, which a lot of people don't take into consideration. And yeah. when you have a full-time job there are, and, you know, you have a life, uh, other things affect your training. And that's something you have to take into account. And the training goals is like, this is going to be, you know, I knew that February to July, it was probably not a good time to fit in another meet because there was a lot of other stuff I was going to be doing in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it made sense for me to gap. Um, and, you know. Do you compete in a you compete in a weight class and an age group or um, is it just a weight class so, so an, who yeah. else like what are the other people in that go like in your class age-wise or mm-hmm. um there's there was a girl as young as 15 that was competing um she also qualified for both youth and like open same weight yeah, yeah. She's yeah. beast. Um, and then I think there are, so the masters athletes for USAW start at 35. Uh, yes. Right. Masters. <laughs> but mean, you can, that means old Ted. That means. Yeah. But okay. also what's uh, fun with the masters is if you're good enough to be in the general open category, you will still be compete in the open category. So you can, if you're over 35, you can choose how you want to compete. Yeah. So I would say most of the people that were competing that day with me, there was the girl between 15 and there were people a little bit older than me, but I was probably on the, older side <laughs> cool yeah but it was fun that don't matter it don't matter it was mm-hmm. all that you know and it was the rough it was a rough training cycle as we'll say leading up to that but okay fun. yeah um back to pre-pause mm-hmm. the that we're not talking about menopause or yes. any of that i said pre-pause Aww. uh back to the original setup yeah. which was we talked about a professional exerciser just going mm-hmm. through the motions and doing something I call consuming fitness as uh, just reading it as a list and being a true, uh, a really good symbol of consumerism overall. And where we're trying to shift people with this podcast is becoming having a a mastery and experimental approach and mindset to their training. Mm -hmm. So exercise is one thing. And then, so then we have trainer. What does the professional training cycle look like? So not professional, but the having a training mindset, having the training mindset. So we could talk about it on the personal trainer to Mm -hmm. client level. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about it in the 
Um, I'm an adult with a job <laughs> and I still want to stay healthy and mm-hmm. compete, which is probably where people are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I know. And then where, which is, I would say you're at. Yeah. And then my level where I am personally, which is very health focused and, mm-hmm. and longevity focused, meaning I want to move as well as I can for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking the training, ma- training mindset in that direction. And then there's the professional athlete mm-hmm. training. So I, I have a lot of insight on my version and the professional mm-hmm. athlete version. And then you have a lot of input on the, yeah, yeah, on the uh, training and probably the amateur level, which Mm -hmm. I would call um, people that don't work as much, like a a lot of mixed martial artists, like kind of like they train over, you know, 10 to 15 hours a week Mm -hmm. and they do a job that supplements that, you know, like an amateur level, something like that. So I'd say... Yeah, that's a good breakup of mm-hmm. where our experience lies. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, audience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yes, so you know, but the 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 takeaways are this, and this is what we're gonna talk through over this podcast and probably in two full podcasts, mm-hmm. which is the biggest fallacy is that training and exercise are the same thing. Exercise, the sec- this is the second thing. Exercise as itself is not a thing that you do, but it's a challenge to the body. It's a stress to the body. This is something I've talked about in other podcasts, so I won't spend like a ton of time here uh, because it's like one of my favorite subjects Mm -hmm. is picking apart exercise. And then the third one is that training is a process. Mm -hmm. And so how many, let's, how many hours a week do you train? Myself, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I train right now, I would say, in between 10 to 15 hours, give or take, if we're doing like actual training and like supplemental stuff that I do. How many? Say 10 like to 15. 10 to 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How many hours a week do you work? 40 hours, but that's in my that's other job. That, that's light <laughs> for you, right? 40 that's, hours well, is that's that the normal? main job. And then there's the other yeah. training I do outside and I teach other classes. So, so how many really, hours? Is that? Probably 40 to 60 hours a week I work. <laughs> so, yeah, I work. 50 hours a week um and but i'm doing something i love i mm-hmm. love sitting down and focusing on these the content for the podcast i love putting up stuff on the blog i love being outside with my soccer teams um it's all work but it is so fun and yeah. so rewarding so um it is what it is <laughs> and <nice. laughs> then i i think i work out probably I only work out like five hours a week total. Uh, What's that like? Sometimes I do that. I mean, (laughs) but the ones that I'm by myself, like I'm focused. Yep. I'm doing a, I'm doing a lot of focused work and then add an hour here and there. If I get into a Pilates session or, (laughs) um, yeah, I had a good workout today. Um, and yeah, so, okay. So we're going to talk about, training as a process so from the aspect of um holding a job mm-hmm. and trying to compete in something that you're being held accountable to so judges you're paying into it you're paying the coaches you're paying for the program 
you're paying, mm-hmm. um, you travel, you train yeah. in Pennsylvania. We live in Virginia. We do. <laughs> you live in DC. I live in I Virginia. Live, yeah. We're in Virginia right now. Yep. I so, sometimes train up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you drive to Pennsylvania. How often? Um, I try and usually go up once a month if not, if I can, like depending on how much more I can. Yeah. Wow. Like, slide in. Well, yeah, I day. go to New York <laughs> once a month or every yep. six weeks, and for work for training essentially. And okay, so training is a process. Mm-hmm. What is the definition uh, in that environment with that standard? Um, I mean, it's. You know, with that, all of that going on, like when you set up to like setting up to train in that environment is a lot of planning in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's I know about how long my workouts are going to take and my day is planned around when I'm going to get it in and timing everything to fit that. Um, Whereas like if I was just going to go into the gym and be like, I'm going to do whatever workout, I'm not going to set up and plan like I need to make sure that I have whatever equipment I need. I need to make sure that I've got whatever fuel I need in my body and then what my day looks like with work schedule because uh, I don't train well at night. Yeah. So, yeah. So training versus, or after, yeah. So training versus mm-hmm. exercise. Um, training. Wow. Yeah. It has <laughs> a lot more to do with planning mm-hmm. and staying focused on the right things. Yep. Whew. So, <laughs> but I mean, I would argue And who would the person to argue this with? I would say a cardiologist Mm -hmm. or a maybe a really strict physiologist, like exercise physiologist, an epidemiologist. Did I even say that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Big words. Um, Those, I would argue against those Mm -hmm. that you would get better results from a training mindset than with a strict paint by number counting method of ex- like doing exercise like yeah like do like, the 30 minutes a day yeah the professional yeah. exerciser yep yeah um but then you said something the other day that was i really that's that really sparked some uh, excitement for mm-hmm. this this collaboration we're doing here and that was you know some people grow up learning just sports and training Mm -hmm. and exercise and then they get i don't know better word they get they it 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 screws them yep they're 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 too sport focused Mm -hmm. and then on the other side of that you've got people we've already talked about this person the professional Mm -hmm. exerciser which just paint by numbers yep and there's positives and negatives to both of these things so positives for this professional exerciser is that they're probably disciplined mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and doing something is absolutely better than doing nothing yeah. and taking 10 minutes, even 10 minutes yep. of calisthenics and doing beach body home yep. booty contest <laughs> whatever trademark. Uh, it's, yeah. 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 It's, it's moving it, and it's, you know, it's getting moving and then, and a lot of it's sometimes good for these youth athletes or for people who had been tra- like been doing sports and sports and sports. And then they reach a point where they might not be going on to the professional like full time career of it. So they kind of stop. Those are sometimes people that actually need just that time of just go move your body in some different way, have a different stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think there's like a bit of a give and take, but you get into a struggle when you're trapped in one. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's yeah. like I even have breaks and weeks off after that meet. It was a whole week of do whatever I wanted. Mm. We're not going to the gym. Yeah. I think in like that and that has to apply sometimes to people that are trying to be like my boyfriend's a good example. He's going to CrossFit four or five times a week. Like there has to be a time in his calendar where he just takes five straight days off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm at a, I, he doesn't ask me for advice, <laughs> so I don't give it. Uh, so I'm, I'm watching as a, uh-huh. as a observer and I'm, I'm enjoying learning about this mindset yep. and how you know, he loves it. And it's like gym time for, you know, being in homeschool basically because he works from home. So he needs that time to go work out and be with people. Ugh. But so, you know, I'm just trying it's, to spin yeah, this and positive like, here. Oh, no, it's, but, yeah, because yeah, I, so I started in CrossFit and it was, yeah, you, you just went and it was, it's addictive in a way of like, you're moving fast and someone's telling you what to do and, and it's there's numbers great, and there's numbers mm-hmm. and you, you don't have to think about what you're doing, but there is, it's, I find it so hard because I've worked with clients that did CrossFit and stopped, be it from injury or they just got bored or they just got tired or exhausted of explaining rest yeah. to people. Like, so a lot of the training athletes that train or anyone that trains, it doesn't, you don't have to be an athlete. You can still have a training mindset and be not focusing on something. You just have a very specific goal. Those that are training work in rest days and have those breaks for that body mm-hmm. to unstress it. People that are exercising don't understand that concept. That's key. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. Uh, and, you know, just to... So if so, if you were sitting here as an epidemiologist, physiologist, because we've been studying for exercise for that long, uh, and um, a cardiologist, because mm-hmm. I mean the the heart is what they literally call it a simple muscle. Yep. So it's because I mean I guess that means it's really trainable because <laughs> yes. yeah, and so I think that represents what we read in the magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what the headline says when it says, you know, you're 40% more likely to do X, Y, and Z because of ellip- the elliptical. Yeah. And then people read that and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, I have a problem. This is the solution. I do this mm-hmm. now. Forever. Yeah. I think that's fine for a short period of time. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but... When it comes to what I do with my clients, if they come in, if my, if I have a client that comes into my office and they need to get rid of their hip pain and they had a surgery at some point in the last three years and they are just obsessed with having to go to the gym for fifth, for 30 to 90 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And that is the only thing they care about. Um, but they're still in pain. So trying to convince that person that those two things do not match up (laughs) is really hard. I've been that person. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I need to hear that because I've never been that person. (laughs) Yeah. I was the person I was training, training, training as an athlete Mm -hmm. and just understood that you sacrificed your body for the team goal. In a way, like you push hard for the team's goal. And that got me into trouble, um, which consequently has also become the same people that these become my best clients because this is what I do. 
um, where I had sustained number of injuries young mm-hmm. and then have spent my adult fitness life cleaning them up. And I'm so grateful that things keep getting better and better and better yeah. and I'm continually progressing. It is so amazing. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I get, yeah, I get a lot of, I get a lot of the broken exercisers and I think it's cause I was one. Um, oh, in, I know, yes, right. Yeah. I, I get a lot of broken people, um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, but yes, I mean, it was when I started, so I didn't come from a sports training background per se. Like I did dance, uh, which was, you showed up five, six days a week and danced mm-hmm. every single, like it was the same, like every single day, um, you did the same thing. And, you know, well, that's the first part of all dance classes is you literally mm-hmm. do a million reps. And yep. now they've talked. Now that's bar class. Yeah. Now it's bar class. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I recognize this. Um, but yeah, so I when I later in life shifted towards fitness and figuring out running and CrossFit and like it just became this addiction to the same thing which is weird after like looking back on it I was like why did no one stop me sooner um but there were people along the way you're like take a break take like you learn you just don't learn when you're painting by numbers and when you're just going to the gym and following what you think is the right protocol you don't learn that it's how it's stressing your body in a different way Mm. like you don't figure that out and you think that you're you know you're misinterpreting soreness because it's mm. you're told by everything that everything like things are supposed to hurt or like no pain no gain like there's this mentality that athlete like people who train understand the difference yeah so that definitely mm-hmm. feeds into the 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 poor mindset of being a professional exerciser so uh so we've got soreness is good that's false what else, what was the other thing that we said? It's just like the paint by numbers, taking a list of exercises and whack them all is bad. Yeah. Um, what else is bad? So this is our list of now number four things that you just basically <laughs> have to avoid if you want longevity in the yeah. gym. You you just have to avoid Your this. Body needs variety and rest. Yeah. You can't that, stress it. Um yeah, the body yeah, the body absolutely needs rest. Um, and where I came to this whole idea for this podcast and doing some work and workshopping it, if you will, was that the ultimate equation in staying fit and having longevity in your movement in the gym and getting stronger week in, month out, you know, in and out and, progressing even on silly small stuff or major big things Mm -hmm. is that you have to master this equation or this reaction of stress and then rest and they have to somehow equal each other so if you compound your system with stress mental physical emotional and exercise fits into that in a couple ways, by the way, <laughs> right? Exercise is a physical stress and sometimes a mental stress mm-hmm. and chemical stress to people. Um, that has to equal the equality and the amount of rest that you're doing. So the idea for this whole thing was you and I are going to talk stress heavy mm-hmm. podcast and explain to people uh, things that they have to avoid to get longevity in the in the gym. And then 
the secondary follow-up next month is I'm going to talk about rest and the quality and the quantity of your rest and how, and there's, you know, there's a lot of room and how good you can get your rest and this and that. And there's a lot of room and nothing is concrete in Mm -hmm. this stress part of the equation, meaning the exercise part. Um, The brain adapts and evolves in like all kinds of ways. And, you know, understanding what, um, this, what you're trying to do with the stress is important. So, you know, in my world where I was talking about how I connect with this training mindset, Mm -hmm. which is I want to stay healthy and move as well. And as long, move as long and as well as I can, um, has to do with this notion of I'm trying to push my homeostatic needle to withstand more stress, mm-hmm. to withstand, right? And for it to respond to stress and that I'm always in doing the right amount that's good for me mm-hmm. and challenging myself and not going overboard. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and comment, like, dislike, Just give me some feedback on Facebook and Instagram at impact underscore your underscore fitness.